Hi, this is Stephanie, the host of the Empire Life podcast. And what's been going on besides it being really hot in Dallas? Um, I think it was like 106 yesterday. I swear I had, I had a friend that was in town this past weekend and we were out and about and walking around. And when we were walking in the sh shade, it wasn't a big deal, but when we were walking in the sun. I was like, I feel like I am actually in an oven. Yes. An oven. <laughs> so, um, it is hot here in Dallas. Um, I have my book coming out, which I know we have uh, been talking about it, but I actually, um, officially meet with my editor tomorrow and, um, we're going to get everything kind of uploaded and ready to go for some pre-sales and it will officially be out in September. That is so crazy to me that I've been working on this for a while and wanting it to, to come out and it's actually going to be coming out in September. And I really wrote it for you guys, like in, in mind, um, because I always know, like when you hear stories, you just remember things and you can see yourself in those stories. And that's really how I wrote this book. Um, a lot of different stories, um, on, with different injuries so that you could kind of see yourself and be like, Oh, wow. I never thought that that source could be coming from there. And, and that's really what it is, is really just a guide to kind of help you understand yourself a little bit better, but doing it through stories. So it should be a really easy read, not technical at all. Um, I really want you to kind of understand it and just really give you hope that, it's possible to get back because we see it every day in my office. So this uh, podcast was an event we did last week, um, really well attended um, event, and it was on knee pain. And we got into a lot of like where the pain was located, gave us a lot of information as to where to look. Uh, for instance, like you have pain on the outside of the knee. I instantly want to look at the hip. But I also want to see like, is there something else going on in the back that's kind of creating the hip? Is there some issues where the hip's not moving and you're recruiting um, incorrectly? There's so many different things that we look at when, when um, we're looking at areas, but it starts helping us kind of hone in on what that is. So um, it's a fantastic event. It will be a little bit long, but you're going to learn so, so much um, because, you know, I always say where the side of the pain is, is often not where the source of the problem is coming from. So... Um, with that, um, I'm excited for you to learn more. Here's the event. This is the Empower Your Life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. So today's talk, we're going to be talking about the fastest way to relieve knee pain and to keep you active. And kind of to give you a little bit of my history, like I really created this business out of just my frustrations with the healthcare, with things that were going on with me. I'm someone that's super active. So I grew up um, playing a lot of sports. So I was a gymnast, a competitive gymnast. Um, up until about eighth grade, but also was a competitive soccer player. So pretty much doing something seven days a week um, to keep me active um, was super ADHD, which is why my, my parents just put me into everything because they needed to run all the energy out of me. <laughs> but um, as I kind of got a little bit older, like in my twenties, um, I played college soccer and then I played some new professional soccer after that. I had one knee surgery in college soccer, which was something that I, I did need. I had a meniscal tear. It really was, I couldn't plan or cut. Um, but the second issue that I had with my knee, I just thought just like a lot of patients, oh, the surgery is going to fix it. And, and it didn't, it actually made it worse. And I wish I would have known what I know now because I would have done things a lot differently. But I was also told, told in my twenties that um, I had eight out of 10 knee arthritis in my right knee. Um, in my twenties. And so I have not had a single surgery since then. I've been able to keep my knee feeling great. Um, there's, I've definitely had to manage it, but I've been able to do things naturally. I've also gotten, as I've gotten older, when I got in, into my forties, I don't know what it is about getting into your forties, but this is what you get from the doctors. Oh, that's just what happens as you get older. Yep. I've been told that as well. Whenever I get told things like this, I get frustrated. I start finding answers for myself so that I can figure things out to really help 
my clients. And so I'm just like you guys. And I, you know, want to avoid surgery. I want to stay active. I want to, I want to feel great. I want to feel 10 years younger than, than my age, because that's, that's what I want. And I know there's a lot of you guys that are very, very similar to that. So some of the things that we're going to talk about, um, again, why pain pills, medications, injections, and surgeries don't always work. It's not that I'm, I'm against surgery because we do, we probably send maybe two or three people to surgery every year. Um, yeah, it happens. People need it, but we have four physical therapists. And so that's not very many compared to the amount of people that we're able to save from surgeries. We'll also get into why MRIs lead you down a path to more procedures all the different sources to knee pain um, that essentially aren't always looked at. Like, you know, I told, tell people all the time, like where the side of the pain is, is often not where the source of the problem's coming from. So a lot of times when people have knee pain, it's not necessarily coming from their knee. There's other areas that creates that. And we're going to talk about some of those things. We're also going to get into what healthcare providers miss in helping you get back to living your life. Um, this is something, um, you know, that is very common, not just with the knee, but with a lot of other body parts. And then we're going to go into some simple solutions and just how to get the fastest relief to your knee pain and some things that we have, um, been able to help our clients with like actually heal a lot quicker, some equipment that we've, um, recently purchased. So who we are, I was going to have Corey on here, but she is busy treating patients. So it is just me today. Um, my name is Stephanie Crowley. Um, I have been a physical therapist for gosh, 23 years. It does not seem like it's been that long, but it has. Um, I was a division one collegiate athlete. I made it all the way up to the U S national soccer team pool. So, um, I was always the person that was like, how do you fix this? And what about this? And just always asking the questions. Um, and kind of, again, how I've created my practice essentially is out of me being curious of what else can you do? What else can we do? How can we solve this um, without having to um, go through all these different things that doctors say that we have to go through? And so, um, and that's some of the things that we're actually going to talk about tonight. So how we can help. So I want to make sure, first of all, that you stay tuned to the end because we definitely have a special offer um, at the end that you're not going to want to miss. Um, that's really going to help you make a better decision about your health specific to you. But I always say where the side of the pain is, is often not where the source of the problem is located. And we're going to be talking about some of those things. It is true for every part of the body. Um, but yet when we go see a doctor, all they look at is your knee, all they image is your knee. And that's all that they do. And they only are able to spend five minutes with you, maybe 10 minutes. And that's just really not enough time because most of the time when people come into our office, it's not like, oh, I fell and I injured myself. That does happen. But the majority of the time, it's, I'm not sure what I did. I just started hurting one day. And those cases really are cases that usually can be, um, can get some full resolution without having to have surgeries or procedures. It's really just kind of pulling back the layers of, of things that are going on. So I really want to kind of give you hope that, that it's possible. So some of the most common causes of knee pain. So I always look at, you know, I always say, you've got to look at mobility first. Then you can look at stability of like how the muscles fire, and then you can look at function, how the muscles work together, looking at your movement habits that you have and where there might be some compensation. And then it's getting you kind of back to, um, to whatever activity that you want to do safely. So what people miss is that mobility piece. So we don't just look at the mobility of how the knee moves, but we also look at how the back moves, how the hip moves, how the ankle moves. There's even a joint that's called the tib-fib that is um, just below the knee that also can create problems in that knee. So we've got to see how everything moves because if something's not moving very well, then your body's not going to be able to get those muscles to fire correctly. And you're going to be moving around it, which is going to create problems. So we've got to start with the mobility first. Then we can go look at the muscle imbalances, your movement habits, those kind of things. And um, once we get things moving and, and then other things that we also look at are where's some of the tightness happening? Is there tightness in the hips, IT band, hamstring quads? And if there is tightness in those areas, why is it happening? You always have to ask why, because if you don't ask why, then 
you could be doing something, you could be moving in a way that creates those muscles to be tight. And if you don't fix that, it doesn't matter if we, if we release it. It doesn't matter if we um, work on strengthening that particular part that, that happens to be tight. If you're using it in a way that you shouldn't be using it that way, well, then it's just going to tighten right back up again. So we have to go into the why. And then always, you know, I always say spine issues, people don't realize how much back issues and hip issues can create knee issues. Um, you know, I think they say like 40% of extremity pain actually comes from the spine. And so we have to look at those things and we have to ask questions to figure some of those things out. So pain location, along with questioning, gives us information on where to look. So when people have decreased mobility in the knee, so their knee doesn't fully extend, it doesn't fully flex. We see stuff like this all the time. And there can be common, common things that are really, that really can mimic that meniscal tear. So I always tell, tell patients that if we're over 40 and a doctor says, we need to clean out your knee, or we need to fix your meniscal tear and snip it off. It's probably not that. That's probably not what where your problem's coming from. Now, if you're younger than that, then there is a likelihood that that can be that can happen. But usually, as we get older, there's usually something else that is going on, and it's not that. And if a doctor says we need to just clean up your knee as conservative. Um, if you look at the research on that, it's not great. We can talk about that here in a second. So um, when you have decreased knee mobility, you can have things, we have these things called like fat pads that are in front of the knee. And if we're always doing repeated patterns, like bending our knees, crossing our legs, kneeling on our knees, um, cycling a lot, even running where you're landing with your knee completely, you know, with a little bit of bent, um, these fat pads can kind of get displaced and that can actually create decreased mobility in the knee. It also mimics a meniscal tear. And so when people tell me like, I'm not sure what I did, I'm going to have to have surgery for a meniscal tear. We have guys that have had that happen. And we've had a firefighter that was supposed to have surgery. And I'm like, really, are you sure? You aren't really sure what you did. Um, and it sounds like a meniscal tear, but it's really easy to figure out if that's where it's coming from. Cause a lot of times in one to two visits, you get significant improvements and you don't get that if that's true for a meniscal tear. So that can be, that can create some of that decreased mobility in that knee. You can also have hip issues that can create decreased mobility in the knee. And you can also have back issues that can create de decreased mobility in the knee. So you've got to look at a lot of different areas when, when having issues, um, you know, when, when that's a, a problem. Now, when we get pain on the outside of the knee, this is common issues with the IT band. So there's poor recruitment of the muscles. There can be decreased mobility in your hip or back. And what do I mean by that? Your hip typically doesn't move fully compared to the other side. So maybe, you know, when you do like kind of a figure four stretch, you're tight on one side. And so what we always want to do is we got to stretch it more into that figure four. A lot of times that's not the case. A lot of times we need to take the hip in the opposite direction because we're always sitting and bending and doing those things and our joints um, get that repeated use and that repeated pattern in that direction. And we've got to reverse the direction. And so if your hip doesn't move very well, you're not going to be able to recruit those muscles because you can't extend all the way to get those muscles to fire. So then what happens is the IT band starts taking over um, as that hip stability, and then you start feeling it in the knee. So you've got to look at, you know, hip mobility, and then you've got to look at strength. Um, if the hip mobility is fine, then there's, there's something going on with the strength where you're recruiting more of the outside of that hip, that IT band, um, and you've got to get to what that's. Um, what's going on with that. We had a patient literally came in and longtime patient and she's there re regularly on the schedule and she'd been out of town for a while and she was in New York city walking and she came back and she was like, Oh my God, my outside of both of my knees are hurting me. And I was like, really interesting. I checked her hip mobility. It was fine. There's some little bit of weakness. We just released a lot of the tightness because she just overworks those muscles. She used her, I mean, she's not used to walking that far and her knee pain went away instantly. Didn't even touch her knee, did everything in her hip and her knee pain went away. So what happens when you have pain on the inside of the knee? This is another common, common 
problem that we see all the time. And typically you'll feel like it feels like it's on the joint line and people get a little scared. They may go to the doctor and image, but what we find all the time that is the issue is there's um, a spot just below the joint line. We call it the pes serene, and there's several muscles that attach through there. There's some like inner hamstring uh, muscle, there's an adductor muscle, and there's another muscle that kind of comes across the quad. They all three attach there. Where it hurts is along the joint line, and there's tightness that happens through those adductors. Now, again, we've got to get into why are they tight? How, why are you recruiting those muscles so much? So what are the habits that you're, that you're creating ha- that's creating some of those issues? And we've got to figure that piece out. We've had issues where we've had to go and, and, and scan people's feet to kind of see how, how you know, what, a lot of times you'll find one side, my foot might be more dropped and more, more flat than the other side. And that creates imbalances all the way up the chain. And sometimes we can just scan the feet and go, Let's look at how, oh, you know what? You're always on the outside of your foot or you're always, you're more, you're more pronated on the inside of the foot. And we can adjust that with some, some orthotics that also can kind of help. There's so many things that we can look at. It's not just one thing. People think the knee is so easy, but there's so many things that we can look at. Now, if you're someone that says my pain moves around the knee, it's like, it's sometimes it's here, sometimes it's over here. Sometimes it's, you know, when it moves around, man, that's the first sign that we've got to look at the back because um, that's really common with the back where you'll have pain that moves and changes. And sometimes it's here and sometimes it's up here. Um, very, very common for the back. So when, when we have where the pain is located, then it just starts, it gives us kind of a starting place to start asking a lot of questions and figuring out kind of what's going on and giving us a um, an idea of what we want to start um, searching for to figure out if you have some of those things and where we want to start. So why medications, injections do not work? Um, So I always say we feel pain in three ways, but really I say five. (laughs) So we've got to get again to the source of what's going on. Otherwise we're just treating a symptom. And so we have mechanical pain, we have thermal pain, we have chemical pain, we have autoimmune conditions that can create pain. And we also have emotional conditions that can create pain. And so we'll kind of go talk through some of these things. So thermal pain is like burn some burn. So let's take those off the plate. The biggest thing is, is determining, is this really truly mechanical pain or is this chemical pain? So think of chemical pain, like something is really inflamed. It hurts constantly. You can't change your position to make it better and worse. It is just super irritated. Chemicals treat chemicals. This is when medications um, can help to calm it down, but we have to get to why. Like if it just flared up one day, why did it flare up one day? Why is it giving you constant pain? Um, we've got we've got to dive into that. Most of the time, it's mechanical pain, meaning it's the mechanics of how you're moving, how the body is is you know moving or not moving, weakness, tightness. Those are all the mechanics of how the body works. And if you have mechanical pain, you've got to get to someone that that is a mechanist to figure out kind of what's going on. And how I describe kind of like what we do is essentially think of taking your car in and you go and you take it into a shop. Um, let's, let's say just the dealership <laughs> and they hook it up to a computer and they basically say, these are seven things that are that's problems with a car. And you're like, are all those seven things really the problem? No, there's one thing that's usually that is a problem, but you go take it to someone that's a really good mechanic and you, and they ask questions and talk to you to kind of figure this out. They pretty much have ruled it down to like, it's either this or this. And so these are, these are the areas that we need to look into. And so that we can kind of start solving this problem. And maybe even if they go and put it into the computer and spit it out, they still have an idea of where they want to go. That's, that's essentially what our healthcare system is like. When we go in, they hook it up to a computer and they want you to take this pill for that, this pill for that, this pill for that, um, this injection for that versus just sitting down and having a conversation to figure this out. So that's the difference. Again, if you pick, if you're at the wrong category, it's why so many people will take medications and it doesn't work. They get injections and it comes back because they're not really truly getting to the source of what's going on. So other pain pathways are autoimmune. So we have people that will come in and they'll actually have autoimmune conditions that are creating some of their symptoms. We had someone that was having like numbness random, like on both sides and it was in the knees. Um, 
And it was pretty consistent, but we couldn't change anything. We couldn't do anything to change it. Um, we got everything fixed in her back that was creating some of the pain down into the knees, but we weren't resolving this piece of it. So I started asking more questions about like just nutrition, like how's your gut? Are you feeling bloated? Are you like fatigued all the time, tired? Um, are you not sleeping well at night? And, and all of a sudden they're like, yes, 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 yes. And I'm like, okay, so there, there's definitely an autoimmune component and you've got to fix that part of it in order to fix what's going on. So when people have like things like autoimmune conditions, rheumatoid arthritis and things like that, there are ways to help reduce those symptoms naturally. Now, not to say some people don't need to be on medications for some of these things, but there's a lot of things that you can do more than what you think you can do to kind of help start moving you in the path to, to having some healing. Cause I've seen it. I've seen it time and time again through our office. And we have places that we send people to, to really help navigate that piece of it. Um, that's outside the healthcare system that are able, that are able to help you emotional components. These are key. Usually what happens with most people, but ever so often we'll get one, one or two a year. Um, usually when you can empower them and they know what's going on, they know how to take care of what's going on. They're on the path to feeling better. They're in control, not like a drug or, or like an image. And they don't know what's really like, they have no control over whether they're hurting or not hurting. A lot of times that emotional piece will go with it because now they're in control and they, they're like, yes, I actually feel better. I'm going to get better. But ever so often we'll find people where they are so tied in emotionally to something that's happened, whether it's um, something that's happened at the office um, that's just really bringing them down. And so then your, whatever their body is feeling comes out when that emotion comes out. So we had someone, for instance, like a like that just comes to the top of my head, who was having headaches and we got everything was feeling great. Everything was moving great, doing awesome. Um, but ever so often I'd be, he'd be like, I'm, I'm getting my headaches. I'm like, oh, when, when does it happen? Every morning I go, what's happening every morning? Um, I'm going to work. Okay, what's happening at work? Well, it's really stressful. I'm like, oh, interesting. I go, you're going to have to deal with the stress at the work and like, like think of it in a different way. Otherwise, those headaches are going to go away because your stress is creating, is creating the, those headaches. And we've had other people where we had another person with a knee pain and I mean, functionally she did great. She was going up and down stairs. She was super strong. Everything was feeling amazing. And, um, she went and, and was like, I'm still getting some issues. And I'm like, interesting. We can't find anything. We can't reproduce it at the office. And I'm like, tell me what's going on. And and I mean, I guess they had lost a lot of staff at their office. And so her workload was like double, but interesting enough, I was talking to her about it. She went on vacation. She goes, I had no problems on vacation. I was able to do everything. No problems. When I got back home, my knee pain started hurting again. Again, those are emotional pieces. So you can start seeing that we've got to deal with that piece of it. Otherwise you're not going to get better. So it all comes down to getting to the source of what is going on. And too often in our healthcare system, we treat the symptom. So what does the research tell us? Um, you know, why does surgery lead us to kind of more surgeries? So I was talking about that, that research study. There's a research study that was done where they took people um, and this is what doctors would say, let's just clean you up inside. We'll do a knee scope, clean everything up. That's going to buy you some time. Well, actually it really doesn't. It actually makes you worse because they're messing with your knee and you, and that's not where your pain comes from, which is why if anyone needs to get some sort of like scope on their knee, because their doctors say there's a meniscal tear when you're over 40 or that we're just going to clean it up. Don't do it. When they did research, they literally did research with two groups of people. One group, they did the surgery. They actually cleaned up the knee. The other group, they just poked holes in the knee and pretended like they were actually doing surgery. But in reality, what happened was the, the people that got the holes poked in the knee did way better than the group that actually had the surgery. So, you know, I'm not to say that surgery isn't something that is, that is needed, but it's, there's, I would definitely try everything you possibly could before having surgery. There's another research that was done and they basically took people that were in line for a total knee replacement. And they um, went and these people that were in line to, to have a total knee replacement, the doctor said they need to have a total knee replacement. They went and they went and did an evaluation to similar training that I have. Um, it's, it's a McKinsey approach. And, um, and so they, they did an evaluation. They put them into two categories. They did one where I talked about where people have that like 
knee, I call them the knee derangements where their fat pads can kind of get displaced. It mimics like you not being able to straighten your knee or bend your knee fully. It feels like your knee wants to give away. Um, so they put them into that category if they had some sort of knee mobility issues and, or they put them into a category of general exercise. Well, of that group of the people that were in line, 40% of them had full resolution within three weeks, full resolution of their knee within three weeks and did not need to have a total knee replacement. So I'm here to tell you, if you can get to someone that really understands what's going on, you're going to, you're going to want to, <laughs> because it, it'll be worth every penny. Um, of, of going and, and figuring, figuring some of those things out. So we've helped thousands of clients reclaim their life back um, that, you know, some pa patients didn't even think they actually could get better. We've had patients tell us that they feel like they're 80 years old and they're only 50 years old and they don't understand how some of their friends can keep on going and doing everything, but they can't um, until they came into, into our office. And a lot of these clients have tried a lot of different things. This is not just they their first rodeo of coming in and trying to get help. Most of our clients have tried seven, eight, nine different type of healthcare providers before finding us and coming in. And so I just kind of want to give you hope that, that, that it is possible. So what does the research say about MRIs um, with the knee? So MRIs often lead us to more procedures. And the reason why is you go see a doctor they spend five, 10 minutes with you. They say, okay, let's go do an image to see what's going on inside the knee. And then they find something and they say, okay, yeah, we're going to have to go and do some surgery. And, you know, if you look at the research on MRIs, um, you know, when I was going through my whole diploma program through for, for McKinsey, we had to read a ton of research. And that's where I was like, golly, I don't feel like we have evidence-based medicine at all. Because when I was looking at after MRI, after MRI, after MRI, after MRI, when I was reading the research, you know, basically cumulatively, it said um, that 60 to 80% of people that are, are fully healthy, pain-free, no problems whatsoever is going to show something. And what happens as, as you, as you get older, you, you know, it's kind of like, I equate it to, we get wrinkles on our face as we get older. It's just a part of aging. It's not something yet. Do we want them on there? No, we don't, but, um, it's not something that's harming you or anything else. Well, what happens as we get older, we get wrinkles on our bones. And sometimes when we, when we image ourselves, that's, that's kind of what we find. So you can have, you know, in the shoulder or rotator cuff tears, but they're fully functional. I can tell you like 90% of baseball players that pitch and throw really, really hard, have rotator cuff tears. They've done image actually on them. Um, you can have meniscal tears. You can have degenerative changes. Um, you can have all sorts of things that are going on. Um, and that's what they look at and say, okay, this is what we need to do because they only spend about 10 minutes with you. When in reality, like I tell everyone, where the side of the pain is, is often not where the source of the problem is coming from. They're not looking anywhere else. And that image is only going to look at the knee. And you're basically lying down, not even moving. Um, and most of the time when people lie down and get off their feet, they feel better. So, so we really have to um, take a bigger look at this. And a lot of times I tell patients, you know, save your money, put it towards something else because that MRI is not going to give you enough information. Now, when I when I tell people to do MRIs, I usually, you know, will have them ask the doctor, um, you know, A, if there's anything sinister going on or nothing, this doesn't make sense or, um, or yes, you know, you, you look like you have a ACL tear, which is going to be more in the younger population. Yeah, we need an MRI. So if, if you, if the doctors feel like the MRI is going to either lead us down this path or this path, and it's going to help us make a decision, then maybe you need that MRI. But if it's just basically to see what's going on and it's not going to change what you are going to do, like you don't want to have surgery. So I, you know, spend your money somewhere else, um, honestly, for, for most things, uh, because they're very expensive selfies and they don't give you a lot of information alone. Um, a lot of times, you know, we can, we can read them, but as soon as we like move you around, we can tell you like, that's not, that's not where the problem's coming from. So it's better to, um, not do them than to overdo them because what, again, it leads you down to more, more surgeries that are, are unnecessary. So what do other healthcare providers miss? Um, a big one is lifestyle changes. I mean, in every aspect of our life, we have to have lifestyle changes. 
What are you doing repeatedly that's creating the problems? I always love doing the finger analogy. So if you put your finger up and you pull it backwards and you hold that finger like that for eight hours a day, day after day, year after year, you're going to have changes within that joint. It's not going to like being in that position. And eventually your body's going to say, ow. And so what are we doing in that finger analogy that's creating some of these issues? And we talk about it at our office. So if I have my finger pulled back and I don't start addressing that, or giving you some ideas of how we can address that, we're going to have problems. You can do massage, you can do injections, you can do strengthening, you can do joint mobs. But if you keep on pulling your finger back and that's what's causing the problem, we've got to address that. And so that's, that's things in life that we, we address. So there's times where we've had to have people go, okay, you're going to run. So this is what you're going to do when you, um, before you run, and this is what you're going to do after you run so that we can keep everything feeling great. Um, you know, as we're getting you back to, to doing things. So we'll come up with some, some ideas that um, are lifestyle ideas to help you kind of get through, through, you know, things that could be creating some of your issues. I, again, only looking at the side of the pain. If they're only looking at the knee, this happens time and time again with a lot of healthcare providers. They're not looking at the whole body. It's all connected. If you have issues in your, your tib fib, which is basically think of the two ankle bones and there's two bones that come up and then they had, they also connect up by the knee on the outside part of the knee. And if something there's not, not moving or something but your ankle is not moving, guess what you're gonna feel it? You're gonna feel it in your knee, but you're not gonna see that on an X-ray. You're not gonna see that it's not moving on an MRI. But if you can get to someone that understands some of these things and figuring out what's going on, then, then they're definitely gonna be able to figure it out because you can, you can feel it. You can feel like, wow, this side's not moving and this side is moving because we have two sides to compare it to, which is great only looking at the injury one way. So you'll go to people and they only do a massage. So they're only looking at the soft tissue. And a lot of times I say the soft tissue is tightening up because of something else that's going on. And you've got to figure out what that is. Only doing strengthening or, you know, which a lot of times you go to PT, it's like, okay, we're going to start strengthening. Here's some stretches and we're going to start strengthening right away. But no, we've got to get to like why it's happening first. Um, only doing injections, only doing stem cell, like only looking at it from, from one one angle and not really looking at, at everything together. And that's kind of what we do is we look at it all together. And again, only looking at imaging and basing the decision off of that. So here's another um, kind of a success story that we had. So this patient was working on a big project um, and he was on his knees while he was putting some stuff together. And so he was kneeling all this time and all of a sudden he started having problems with his knee where he couldn't straighten it and all the way. And it was, and you know, it was hard to bend all of a sudden he would get up from a sitting position. It would kind of give away. He went to the doctor and the doctor said he had a meniscal tear and he was 62 years old. And his wife was, was a, actually a patient of ours. And his wife's like, could you please go in and talk to the people at Empower so we can make sure if you actually really need it. And he was like, no, let me go to the doctor first. So he, he eventually came in, they had surgery scheduled. And I was like, nope, this is, you're fine. Like we just need to do some of these knee mobilizations. And um, we did his range of motion improved, his squatting improved. He felt so much better that he canceled his surgery. And it only took like a few visits to start feeling better that we started working on other parts of his body. It's like, what else can you make feel better? <laughs> and so, but this, these are some things that, that we see because we look at, we look at everything. So we have a new piece of equipment in our office. It's called, it's a regenerative type therapy. It's called shockwave. Um, and this does a fantastic job of allowing people to heal a little bit quicker. Again, we have to figure out kind of what's going on because um, you can have people that have hip pain, but it's actually coming from their back. And once we do kind of an evaluation, we're like, no, we need to do the shockwave here. All of a sudden they're like, oh, wow, I feel that in my hip. Like, yeah, exactly. This is where it's kind of coming from. So an evaluation comes, comes through it. And, um, but if there are tissues that have been scarred down, um, they have adhesions in them, um, those kind of things, which happens when we use certain muscles over and over and over again, or they are very weak and then you're trying to use them, you can also get the same thing to kind of happen. Um, this will help those adhesions, scarring, everything to kind of go away. So we've had a person, this is actually was done on a calf and um, she had a big calf, calf issue injury. 
um, massively torn. Another firefighter. We seem to get a lot of firefighters. Um, but her biggest fear was like, I'm not going to be able to, to, I mean, how long am I going to be out from being able to work? Cause I've got to be able to do my job and I carrying all this equipment and all those kind of things. And so we did that. We did shockwave on her and she was like, Whoa, that's weird. And we're like, what? And she said, I feel it around my ankle. And, um, I was like, Oh, she goes, but I always get ankle pain. Like I never knew what that was. And it was actually tissue from an old injury that had scarred down that was creating her ankle pain and that resolved as well. So there's a lot of things. Um, it's something that I've used on my knees because I abuse my body all the time. I don't slow down. <laughs> so I've, I've had to use them a couple in a couple of places um, where my tissues kind of got stuck, overused, those kind of things. So it's definitely something that um, can cut that healing time, whether it's new or chronic down significantly. Um, it's, it's been um, a great addition to, to our practice. So what do you take from this? You know, most injuries don't require surgery or medications. Um, I, like I said, honestly, we've had only a few clients that we've sent um, to have surgery per year. Um, most of the time, the pain comes from somewhere else. And we've got to look at that or there's layers of things. There's could be some things that are in the knee, but there's also other things that can be, can create it again. You know, if your hip's not moving very well, you get that hip rotation. So if it can't rotate while we're moving, then guess what? You're going to feel it in your knee because you're going to get that rotation somewhere. But if everything's moving together the way it's supposed to be moving, you're going to feel a whole lot better, but there's it. You can have issues of not moving again up in the hip the back, the knee, the ankle. Those are all areas that we look at to, to make sure everything is kind of moving well. MRIs and x-rays do not help in guiding treatment or resolving knee pain. The only time that we want x-rays for the most part is if you have fallen um, and it was a pretty severe fall, we want to make sure that you haven't fractured something. If there was a car accident and you got hit and in a way that's, that hurts the knee, we want to get x-rays to make sure that there's no fractures. If you have something sinister going on, like things aren't matching up, there's some red flags that are happening. We need to definitely get an MRI to see kind of what's going on. So there is a place and time for them, but the majority of the time when it's, I'm not sure what I did, I just started hurting one day. Those are not the times to, to be getting um, MRIs. Um, again, see a specialist to help figure out where the source is coming from you will definitely get better faster from doing those things. I mean, we have coaches for athletes for a reason because they want to be the best they possibly can be as fast as they can, can get there. Well, that's essentially what we do. We're the coach of the bodies to get you the results that you want as fast as, as you can and to figure out where things are going, really getting to the source of the problem. And I just want to give you hope that you can get back to living life and doing what you love. Um, because we see it all the time in our office. So I want you to think, you know, what would life look like if you could solve your knee pain? You know, what would you be doing? Um, what is it stopping you from doing? Um, we've had people that um, were supposed to have a total knee replacement and they came into our office and, um, and they were at their wits end. And I asked them like, you know, what is it stopping you from doing? And she said, I'm just so fatigued. And I said, so how is getting a total knee replacement going to stop your fatigue. And she goes, I was wondering the same thing. And honestly, she had a hip issue that was creating the knee issue. And she was so weak. Um, and we got everything moving and she, we ended up moving her into our Pilates program. And, um, she was with us and the stronger that she, the stronger that she got, the more energy that she got, and she's been able to travel and, and, and go see her kids in New York city, which she was afraid to do because she couldn't walk. And, and she is afraid that she can get around to do some of those things. And so like, you just have to ask questions to figure out like, is what's really going on, really going on? Do you really need that? Um, so that we can, you know, get you back to, to, to live in your life. So here's a story. Um, and this is Nancy and she's one of our clients and she was having knee pain and she was wanting to travel. Um, but was a little bit fearful that she couldn't travel anymore because of this. So um, I'm going to share this story with you guys. Hey guys, this is Stephanie here with Empower Physical Therapy. And today we have Nancy and I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story because um, I know you guys hear me all the time where I say where the side of the pain is. May
problem is, and she has that exact same story with knee pain. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about like your knee pain, the history of it, what it was stopping you from doing, how long you've had it, all that good stuff. Uh, my knee pain, I've had surgeries on both knees and my knee pain has gotten worse of late and the surgeries were well, one of them was, I don't even want to tell you how many decades ago, but I had one, I know I had one a few years ago when I tore an ACL, which is what I've decided is the only real reason to get knee surgery is if you do something that drastic. Oh, absolutely. And um, it was to the point, I walked the dog every day and, and that was okay. But um, when I, I don't have that many stairs coming to my house. I have uh, three steps coming from the street, and then I have three steps going to the porch, front porch when I walk him. And I was literally kind of lurching my body up the stairs because it was hard for me to climb stairs. Um, I really noticed it a few years ago when I was in Europe because there's stairs everywhere. everywhere. And they, it was really, um, I mean, there was just one thing, I think it was in Rome. It was a memorial to their only uh, emperor, and it was all stairs. It was like eight stories worth of stairs, and I went, there's just no way I can do that. You know, there's no way. So um, I didn't do that. I took pictures from the ground. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't a museum or something I really wanted to see, but it holds me back, and yeah. I was just tired of it, and Stephanie had kind of kind of stephanie had worked wonders on my body how many years ago was that oh my gosh probably um, three years ago which is crazy that it's been that long yeah it seems yeah. like it was so, just yesterday it does it was more than three it could have been pretty, yeah it totally could have been it was like five or six no I, think, you know, I haven't been open that long you I mean, weren't open it you that were doing long i wasn't open in my office but i think it's it was probably four years ago um yeah, it had to be because I had Grover. Yeah, yeah. My dog. And uh, <laughs> he loves Stephanie. But um, yeah, so I went, you know, you're tired of this. You're tired of, of your knees just hurting. I've been doing yoga, but they still hurt. And um, I wasn't doing it correctly because I, I just didn't have any strength in them. And no matter how much I did yoga, it wasn't helping. Yeah. What were some of your fears if you didn't get this solved? And it would really, I mean, I'm retired and what I was totally looking forward to, who knew about the pandemic, but what I was really looking forward to was travel. Yeah. And I did. As soon as I retired, I was like all over the place and yeah. it was wonderful. And I was really worried that that was going to be here was my big plan and I wasn't going to be able to, be able to do it. That. Yeah. And, you know, I, a lot of times people think that, oh, I just need to get more strength in it and it's going to be able to help me, but you've got to go and take a step back because if you can't actually move, like if the knee doesn't move, if the hip doesn't move, the back doesn't move, if any of these pieces are a part of what's, what's going on and your muscles won't fire. Like they literally, you can't get stronger. So you can do all the strengthening exercises you want to do and be like, but I'm not getting any better. And that's why. Yep. Yep. That was happening. So since coming in, and I know we're not completely done with therapy yet, we are, you know, midway through it. Tell us now, like how you're feeling and, um, and what's going on since then. Well, you, you really, pinpointed my left hip mm -hmm. as a part of the problem and opening it up and yeah um and doing that it's like now i climb stairs like a normal person <laughs> i'm not lurching my body forward to have my weight pull me up yeah and um that's huge yeah. and number two is you know i i just I can see how my body's acting in yoga and it's like, oh, look, I can, I can cross my, my, do a cross seated, whatever you call that. Crisscross. Yeah. Crisscross. That's it. And it, and I can do it fine and I don't have to be on a bolster or I don't have to be yeah. on two blankets. Yeah. And, and um, 
And even my yoga teacher commented, he said, you've gotten much more limber. Your hips have got, and he, he said, it's your hips. Your hips have gotten much more limber, I can tell. So um, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, that's the kind well, of thing. And a lot of times we end up stretching the wrong way. We think that, oh, I've got to move my body this way so that I can get it to open up. And a lot, and that's more of like, okay, I'm going to stretch the muscle so that I can actually move it. And it's not usually the case. A lot of times it goes back to, you know, that first phase of physical therapy. It ha You have to improve the mobility of the joints. And often the way we stretch it is opposite of what we think that we need to do. And that opens everything up. And I mean, I remember the first time I was like, Ooh, your hip, like, I mean, it just wasn't moving. And it was amazing when we started getting it moving, even on that first visit, the knee dropped, like your knee range of motion improved significantly. Now we've had to address some knee stuff as well, because it's all connected, but a huge component, if you went to any other part of your body before, you know, like going to the knee first and not getting to the hip, we wouldn't have the results that we had. Right. And, and the, you know, when that thing about you're stretching the wrong way, or, you know, you're not, I mean, that was like a revelation for me. Yeah. Uh, I suddenly realized that it was the back bend that really helped yeah. stre stretch out that hip and not yeah. like not many forward. forward. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then it opens up the bending forward. Like, you know, when you open, when you, you usually can find one direction and sometimes it's a combination, but usually you can find one direction that opens up everything else. Um, and it's really getting to someone that understands like, Hey, where is it coming from? What, what do we need to focus on? And then what are the right stretches? Because you can go and YouTube and Google things all you want. A lot of times it's the wrong advice for you. Um, it may be the right advice for someone else, but you really, you know, don't waste your time and, um, and like you being able to get back to doing the things that you love to do because you're going to try to fix something on your own. Right. You can see, you know, how quickly you can progress when you get to someone that understands what's going on, so, which is my next question is, did you ever feel like you could progress this quickly when this has been going on for this long? No, no, it was shocking. It really was shocking. After the first session with you, yeah. it was shocking. Yeah. And it doesn't mean the first session she was fixed magically because people no. sometimes come in and are like, well, I want to get the results in like one visit. No, it was like one visit, which leads to the next visit, which leads to the next visit. Like each visit leads to itself to really um, build upon it and get you back to what you want to do. So what would you tell someone if they're on the fence about coming in to see us? You know, I've done a lot of physical therapy because I've done stuff to my body my whole life, right? And so they, they send you to physical therapy. I had one physical therapist that literally caused all this issue. I mean, she just really hurt me. Yeah. Really hurt me. But most of them haven't, but they haven't. They're really all about strengthening. And yeah. if that's all you're trying to do, that's fine. Yeah. So you're strengthening different muscles in your body. You're not, nothing's really healing. And that's what I keep saying about you when I talk to people is yeah. if you need a healer, yeah. you need to go to Stephanie yeah. because the other PTs are good and for what they're doing, but they're not healing. They're yeah. just strengthening. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest difference for me is yeah. that you really look for what the root cause is and what we can do to to heal those those issues yeah. so that you don't have the other issues. Yeah, we miss so many steps and it's what what's what happens in healthcare. And the first step really is that mobility piece of it. And if you miss that step, um, it could be that everything moves great, great. Then we we've ruled that step out. Now we can go into the strengthening phase step. But if you go straight into strengthening and you don't check the mobility piece, you will never get you'll never get the resolution. If you go and only look at the site of the pain, like you know, only the knee pain, and you're not looking at like other areas above and below that how the ankle moves, how the hip moves, how the back moves, you're missing a piece to it. Um, and so it's really looking at the totality of everything to get you back. 
Um, and that's what our healthcare misses because they don't have time to spend with you. I mean, a five minute appointment with a doctor is not going to give you the results. They're just going to do an image and say, here's the picture. Yeah, you have arthritis and let me give you an injection and, or you need surgery versus sitting down and really spending the time. You go to most other physical therapy and they're in there with like two other patients at the same time or three, or three. Mm -hmm. and you can't mm -hmm. even like sit down and really spend the time to figure this out. Where here we do have the time, which means you don't see us for, you know, 30, 40 visits for something like you do for a traditional PT seen two to three times a week. We really see people once a week, sometimes twice if we need to initially at the very beginning, but we're really, really guiding you and teaching you what you need to do. So you're really going to not waste your time and money um, by and, and getting the results by coming in and actually, you know, seeing us. Exactly. That's how I feel. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad. I love, you know, sharing people's stories because um, it really helps other people see themselves. And so many people are just disheartened with our healthcare system. And like, there's no one that can help me. They're going to hear your story and be like, oh my God, that sounds like me. Maybe this place can actually help. And so we're really excited to get that, get your story out there. Good. Good. So we have several options for you to help you. Um, one option that we have is um, where you can come in and sit down and, and talk to one of our specialists for free. We call them a discovery visit to really hone in a little bit more about like what you have tried, what's worked, what's not worked, and where we might be able to kind of help, you know, help look at other areas. Like this is what we would look at and this is what we'd look at, you know, that we need to do. And that's when you, then you can make a decision whether you want to go into an evaluation or not. Um, and really, we're here to just really help you make a better decision about your health, whether you come here somewhere else, just giving you like ideas of like, wow, I never thought that that could be where my pain's coming from. Um, and that's really what we want to do. If you decide that, yes, I want to come in for a full evaluation to really see kind of what's going on with me, um, we will give you for the people that are on this call, $100 off our evaluation price if you use it in the next 15 days. Now, we're, we're busy, so you just have to have it scheduled in the next 15 <laughs> next 15 days. Um, but we have that option for you um, as well. And I wanted to let y'all guys know one last thing. So we do events every month, but we have a fantastic one next month too. Um, we're partnering with a CBD company, so you can learn how CBD can help you with your pain and get all your questions answered. But we'll be talking about back pain. Um, and we're going to be doing at a wine store. So we'll have a wine tasting afterwards, which will be fantastic um, and a lot of fun. So um, definitely be looking for that coming down um, the pipeline. Hello, my name is Victoria. I'm the client care specialist. I hope you enjoyed the information in this podcast. If you're looking for more information to figure out how to fix your knee pain, click on the link below for our knee pain ebook. And if you would like to talk to one of our specialists, click on the link below for a free discovery visit if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area.